You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Donald trying to extend his drive, throws off his back foot off balance, and he somehow finds Crowder. Now your hosts, Tom Tuttle and John Eddy Jr. All right, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Jet Show. John, I got to ask you a question. My co-host of Fantasy Fuel as well. I have to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Are you sick and tired of talking about Jamal Adams yet? Of course, but let's do it some more. <laughs> let's just do it some more. All right, so apparently there's a rumor out there that uh, Jamal Adams is expected to report to Jets camp, which is good. I don't know whether or not that means anything, whether that means they're getting close to a contract extension. I don't know. I'm assuming they're still not talking about it. But if he is, in fact, expected to report to Jets camp, that's a good thing because I'd like to see. I think maybe the players are just sitting there saying, you know what? We need you. Come here. Nobody. We're not trading you right now. Just wait until you're traded before you go and not play for us. <laughs> play for us now and then not play for us when you're not here. That's what we want. And I would, I would hope that that's what he's going to do. So he's not, he's not sitting there saying, I'm not playing like a Le'Veon Bell would or anything like that. Right. He'd say, I, I'm coming back. At least that's the rumor. I don't know whether or not how much that is actually true, but I am assuming that that is true. Although Le'Veon did kind of give his endorsement last week, we talked yeah, about that. Weird. He's like, you know what? I think you're, I think you're all right. You're doing, you're doing what you need to do. We're like, oh no, here we go again. But no, uh-huh. if if he truly is going to show up to training camp, that is a very, very positive sign in my eyes yes. that he is at yep. least willing to get in and get the work done, move forward. Whether or not he gets traded, he he seems to be the kind of guy, if he's on the field, he's just going to be the playmaker that he is. So if, it, if he steps on the field this season for the Jets, I think we'll get the same Jamal Adams that we always had. Yeah, I don't have any questions about that. If he's actually playing, he's going to play his heart out. I know that for a fact. But I just want to make sure everything's good <laughs> and within that locker room, and we're not sitting here thinking, "Well, he doesn't even want to be here." So blah blah blah. I just don't, just don't start with that, Jets. Right. Please keep keep it cool, keep it good, and we can we can have a successful year. And who knows if we have a successful year and he sees the potential yes. in this team, maybe he'll let you know. I ha- I want to stay here. Let's see, let's get this worked out. So let's hope. I'm crossing my fingers for it. I really am. So. Um, I, I have a little topic this week mm-hmm. that I'd like to talk about. It's going to take the rest of the show up, um, but there's not a lot of Jets news. The All we got is Jamal Adams for news, all right? Mm-hmm. So I want to go back a few years, back a when few? one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time played for the New York Jets, and that's Brett Favre. Now, we were, we're trying to figure out whether or not Favre being injured that year in the middle of the season affected how far we could have gone in 2008. And I guess the, the easiest way to do it is to find out what Favre actually said about the whole year. And this is from an ESPN article. 
Um, Favre was asked if the season in New York was a wasted year. He replied by mentioning his injury, saying he probably should have been replaced. That was a stunning comment. Oh, yeah. At the time, yeah, at the time, he had a 15-year Ironman streak. So, obviously, it's crazy to think that Brett Favre said, I probably should have been replaced. Right. Well, he said, I threw six touchdowns in one game. Yippee, Favre said. <laughs> so, <laughs> yippee, I can see him yippee. saying that. For um, and he said, it's the only time I've, I've ever did it. I ever did it. But I'll say this, and I'm not an excuse guy, but before I tore my bicep, I was playing pretty good. And I think we were nine and three. Actually, you were nine yes. and eight, but that's okay. That's his quote. I can't change it. And he said, <laughs> and um, then he said, and not hitting hitting on all cylinders. But I thought there was tremendous upside. I think our last game was, our, my last good game was against New England on a Thursday night in New England, um, which we won, and I played really well. It went downhill from there as the bicep got progressively worse, which ultimately ended up in surgery. Yep. I would have liked I would have liked to have seen how it ended up had I he not torn the bicep. Um because at one point I wanted to remove myself from playing because I I'd throw a ball over there and it would end up over there. <laughs> I just felt <laughs> like the value of a quarterback of what the value of a quarterback does, there's a higher value that people you he's he's wording this really strangely that the uh, value of I got to backtrack anyway <laughs> he was basically saying I was doing more harm than good and I I have to sit there and say you know what the heck you know he mentioned it to the coach and the oh he does say he, he addresses that in this hold on one second he said I mentioned that to Eric Mangini and offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer I don't know if they realized the magnitude of the injury I just know I just hate knowing and thinking that much of those losses were the result of my lack of being able to make plays. That's what I think about the season. He says what could have been. Now, anything you want to talk about with what he just said? I uh, it just you, you, we all saw something was going on and mm-hmm. we were wondering what it was and then we just we we wanted so much more out of that season we could see that there was something special happening because it's not like it was the most amazing group of guys around Favre and he was making them play better he really was that wide receiver group was just kind of whatever Mm -hmm. but he was making some plays and those guys were going out and playing hard and having fun with Brett Favre and just like we're talking about we are wondering what could have been yeah, absolutely. And I just want to go through what the, you know, the schedule was last in 2008. Our first game was against Miami, who, who actually won the division that year. Um, and we won 20 to 14. And then we played New England. We lost 19 to 10. And then we played San Diego at the time. who was in San Diego. And we got crushed 48 to 29. And then we went to Arizona and we won 56 to yes. 35. That must have been and the six touchdown game for Favre. It had to have been, yes. I don't know which game it was, but that has to that had to have been it. Um then Cincinnati, 26 to 14, we won. And then we uh went to Oakland and lost 16 to 13. So I don't know exactly what happened there, why we couldn't score. Uh then Kansas City, we won 24 to, or 28 to 24, and then we won 
against Buffalo, 26-17. And then we won St. Louis, 47-3. And then we won against New England, 34-31. And that and was the game that Favre said was probably his last best game. Oh, yeah, well, I don't exactly know if he was accurate on that because the next week we pretty much took it to the Titans. Yes. And <laughs> It was 34 to 13. So I don't, I have to look back at the tape and see what actually happened there. But after that is where it went really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we played Denver and lost 34 to 17. Then we played San, at San Francisco, 24 to 14. Then we played Buffalo. We barely won who Buffalo wasn't good that year at all. We, we won 30, 31. That's 27. And then at Seattle, 13, to three we couldn't score more than 13 <laughs> points we, we couldn't even score more than three points right so you know that was pretty bad and then miami obviously that game kind of probably meant nothing at that time anyway because well it meant something to miami i know that much yes because if they would have lost they wouldn't have won the division actually if we would have won i have no, I, I, that's, I, that's crazy we could have won the division depending on tiebreakers Yep, I right? think that was uh, the year that e- even after losing you know, three out of four, I think they still had a chance to get to the playoffs at least. Yeah, well, it, it no, because it, New England would have had to lose the last game. I don't know whether or not they did or not, but they were in 11-5. and five, So if we would have beat Miami ah. and New England still did what they did, they would have won the division okay. with Matt Castle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because that was the year that Tom Brady got hurt basically for the whole entire season. Um, so yeah, the, the Dolphins and the Patriots both went 11 and five and the Patriots missed the playoffs Yes, because the Colts were 12 and four as a wild card That's team right. and the Ravens were 11 and five as a wild card team. Insane. That's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So even if we would have gone 11 and five, there's no guarantee that we would have even made the playoffs. We could have still been the That's third true. team That's in true. the division, uh, so it's really difficult to say what could have been. But we were we were eight and three. I mean, come on, that is a tremendous start of the season. That's usually that a, a shoe win for the playoffs. If you can start a season yeah. eight and three, you're just like, all right, we got a couple of tough games. So even if we lose those, we should be able to, you know, get out the rest of them, and we'll finish, you know, uh, eleven and five, twelve and four, and we'll be good. Uh, no, lose four out of five and not good because except for the one game against the Bills, it couldn't score more than 17 points in a single game. Two 17s, a 14, and a three, and that's not going to get it done. Yeah, and uh, the one team that beat us pretty well, one of the big ones that we lost big time was against San Diego Chargers at the time, and it was 48 to 29. And what's hilarious, I have no idea whether or not if we would have won that game, whether or not that would have meant they were seven and nine instead uh, the chargers were seven and nine at the end of the season. And if they would have still won the division at that point, but they were eight and eight and won the division. Oh, wow. And, and you got the Colts at 12 and four as a wild card. You got the Ravens at 11 <laughs> and five. And then you got two teams that didn't make the playoffs. The Patriots at 11 and five and the jets at nine and seven that had better winning records right. than the chargers. And they missed the playoffs. I mean, come on. I mean, the the chances of that stuff happening is really slim. Again, I don't like when seven and nine teams make it to the playoffs based off a division. And the only time I remember it happening was once, and that was the Seahawks. But eight and eight is the very lowest to me that it's acceptable. 
<laughs> to be to be a division winner and to get a home game. If you want to win, win the division at seven nine, that's fine. You can play a playoff game, but I don't think you should get a home game. Come on, no, it shouldn't be. That's just, and we usually know how it's going to go in the playoffs. There was I don't remember how many years ago there was a couple of teams playing either at the end of the season for a division win. And it was like third string quarterbacks and it's just awful, awful <laughs> football. And I know that's what wasn't what was going on with the eight and eight chargers, but that's kind of the play you almost expect. If an eight and eight, seven and nine team makes the playoffs, you're like, mm-hmm. you guys are going to get torched. Like you <laughs> might win one game just because you get lucky enough to have a home game in the playoffs, but we know you're not going any further than that. So and it's just really weird that there's a bunch of other teams that had winning records that missed the playoffs. And then you got like it's just it's just strange because you got a 12 and 4 team in the wild card. When's the last time that's happened? That that's probably the last time that's happened a 12 and 4 be. team in the wild card game. I don't know. I'm not a huge history buff when it comes to the <laughs> NFL. But it's just really weird to see that kind of thing happen. And I know the 7 and 9 Seahawks, they won their first playoff game and it was a home game and that was the game I believe that Marshawn Lynch did that crazy stiff oh, arm. Oh, yes. Just, push, like, that was the best stiff arm I've ever seen. Beast I mean, if I've seen sure. a different one that's better, I don't know. <laughs> that was amazing. But I, it, this whole season in general could have been completely different if Brett Favre well, – one, two things. I don't know who really the backup quarterback was back then. I'm sure it wasn't anybody that was any anything special because we didn't have Chad Pennington. That's the reason the Dolphins won the division because they had Chad Pennington. It was Kellen Clemens. Clemens. Okay, well, Clemens would have at least, you know, maybe gotten us a win that Favre couldn't have gotten us. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but it, he wouldn't have been able – he wouldn't have been throwing it over here and it goes over there. Maybe. I don't, <laughs> Clemens had some issues when he did play, so it might not have been any better. But if Favre wouldn't have gotten hurt and he actually would have played the entire season, I have to believe we're a playoff team. We get, at least get two more game, two more wins, and we maybe squeak in to either win the division or it depends on what games we win too. If we right. if we beat if we beat uh, Miami again at the end of the season, how does that lay out with everything else? Miami obviously would not be the division winner. Would we have the tiebreaker on New England because we split the games? in the season. So I don't know how it would have worked out, but we would have a, a ton of a better chance if Brett Favre would not have gotten injured. And then we, the next year after that, you've seen how amazing Brett Favre right. was for the Vikings. He took them to the NFC championship game, should have should. thrown the ball away. At that just ran it, just Brett. ran it, just ran oh. it. Two, three yards, just, just ran it. Just run it, Brett. Anything else, <laughs> anything else but trying to force the ball in there. But that's who Brett Favre was, and yes, that's why he was. he was exciting to watch. If, quite frankly, if he wouldn't have done that stuff, he wouldn't have been the great quarterback that he is because a lot of times he makes that completion, and then everybody's like, what the heck, only Brett Favre. But then he throws an interception, mm. and they say, what the heck, only Brett Favre. <laughs> only Brett Favre. <laughs> so – that's why Brett Favre was exciting. He was a fun-loving guy, and he still is from what I can tell. Sure. Um, I have, you don't hear a whole a lot from him now, but um, just remember, just that's what the episode's all about this week, is just remembering the past and what we could have had with Brett Favre. And who knows? I mean, if we were successful that year, maybe Brett Favre decides to stick around and we have he more might. successful years with him. But uh, it wouldn't have been too much longer because it was a couple years later he got really bad oh. and he was hurt really bad enough to where he couldn't play. And that would, that ended his Ironman streak. Yeah. And then he said, well, if I don't have that streak, 
<laughs> nothing else matters. <laughs> yeah. You know when Brett Favre was like, I can't play that it's bad because yeah, he it's bad. took so many shots and he would jump up just jump up and start patting the guy on the helmet that, you know, just laid him out on the ground. Mm -hmm. And you knew he was having fun when that was going on. And, uh, unfortunately I don't remember the play or the game where he, uh, got his injury for the jets, but mm -hmm. I know there was a couple of games that was on uh, national television. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm looking at the games right now. I'm almost certain that I saw the game, between the Jets and the Seahawks, and that was that three to thirteen game. And I'm just watching this like, <laughs> this is not good. There's there's got to be something wrong with him. I know he likes to take take right. chances, but uh, they only had total of two hundred and six. Oh, maybe it was the uh, the 49ers game. That one could have been a West Coast uh, TV yeah. game. They only had 182 yeah. total yards in that game and oh they scored God. 14 points. Somehow. How we get 14 points? Yeah, exactly. Oh so my goodness. Uh, watching that on TV is just like, Oh, I watched Brett Favre for so many years and this is not Brett Favre. What is <laughs> on the field right now? So unfortunately we will never know. Um, it yeah. would have been nice to see, uh, e even more guys on that team. Like, Thomas Jones was such a good mm -hmm. player, uh, 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. Everybody was clamoring over different running backs that year, and Thomas yeah. Jones just quietly was a Pro Bowl Under the caliber radar, player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was uh, definitely somebody on that team that you couldn't you couldn't sit there and say, you know, who's Thomas Jones? If you're a Jets fan, you knew who Thomas oh, yeah. Jones won, and if you're in fantasy football at all, you're sitting there saying, I got him because I know exactly what I'm getting <laughs> yes. out of Thomas Jones. But – it's just really, it's really unfortunate because as a Jets fan, I was, I was working, you know, where I'm working now, I guess it's been that long, yeah. unfortunately, but uh, I'm just sitting there thinking, man, I'm the only Jets fan here. And I, I wasn't at the time. I didn't know there was somebody else that was working at the <laughs> place, but I'm the only Jets fan here. And I'm, I'm surrounded by Packer fans who who absolutely love Brett Favre, and they're talking to me yeah. <laughs> about Brett Favre. They're talking about the Jets. I was like, that was the best year for, to be a Jets fan in the state of Wisconsin or Illinois, oh, sure. anywhere close to where Brett Favre played. Everybody knew who Brett Favre was, and so they knew that he was on the Jets, and people would talk and talk and talk and talk, <laughs> and it was absolutely one of the most fun years until Brett Favre started to suck, and it was really unfortunate because – I thought this was the year. I mean, this is the year we make it to the playoffs. We go deep into the playoffs. This is our year. And it wasn't. And a matter of fact, we went further in the playoffs with Mark Sanchez. So mm, not because of Mark Sanchez, though. Not because of Mark <laughs> Sanchez. But we had him and he was the one throwing the ball. Now just at the time. just think if you could have had a defense as good as the teams oh that Mark Sanchez was on and had even though it was at the twilight of his career, had that kind of a Brett Favre mm -hmm. to lead that team when it was a close game, you knew you were going to get everything, 150 million percent out of Brett Favre. It was either going to end in a heart attack because you barely pulled it out or it was going to end in a heart attack because he did something completely and utterly boneheaded. But either way, it would have been so fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's funny because I – a couple of weeks ago, I posted a video of Brett Favre, all his best top 50 throws or whatever it was of, of all time. And there was one from the New York Jets. One. But when I watched it, 
it was absolute luck. I mean, it was <laughs> it was so stupid what he did. He and I remember this play clearly. He was back to pass. He's getting hit. He just throws up a prayer. He's falling backwards while he's throwing <laughs> this thing. Absolute garbage. And I think he had to. I think it was just like if we if no completion here, we lose. Right. He throws it up. And it's a touchdown. And it's just like, how in the world? And and that's one of them plays, only Brett Favre. Other, only. Anybody else, that play, that throw is intercepted or batted down and the game's over. But Brett Favre, he somehow got them things to happen. But he also flipped it plenty of times to give you interceptions as well. But he was an exciting player to watch. And there's no doubt that I would have loved to see him in a Jets uniform even more because apparently having Mark Sanchez the next year after that uh, was good enough to get us to the playoffs <laughs> and, you know, all that. So I guess that's something to be happy about. Yeah. But Mark Sanchez was not good at the quarterback position, and uh-uh. Gino didn't really have his chance. I, I still feel bad for Gino for the most part. I think don't think he was great <laughs> by any means, but he was at least good enough to where I wanted to see him play a little he more. He was going to we get didn't... one more shot before he got mm-hmm. punched in the jaw. Yeah. And that was it. It was just like, all right, for whatever reason, you just being here is a bad thing. So (laughs) I guess we're just going to be done with you because we were, we were watching him and he didn't look terrible. He had some potential like, all right, this year he's, I, I don't remember who it was. Uh, I don't know if it was a new wide receiver or a rookie or, you know, just the surrounding cast on offense. You're like, okay, maybe Mm -hmm. this is the year that Gino proves everybody wrong. And then he got cracked, and yep. that was it. Well, well, the reason he got cracked was because <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick was on the team. So he has to start, obviously. <laughs> so the, the the wide receivers that you're remembering was Brandon Marshall okay. and Eric Decker. Ah, that's and why. I don't know when, if Anunua was the next year after that or if it was his first year there for that year, uh, but that was two good guys that you could yes. really count on at the time. And I would have want, I really wanted to see Geno Smith play with him. And we, I didn't get the chance. I didn't get the chance, but Fitzpatrick did well until the last game of the season where we lost to the bills. And we, we don't have to talk about that because it still haunts me to this day. I was at work and I was, you know, keeping track of the game and mm-hmm. whatnot. And it was just, it was just horrible. I remember. And somebody wore, somebody wore bill colors to work and I'm not going to name who it was, you know, you, <laughs> John A. Jr., J.J. It was a stupid belt that just fit right at work. Yes, it was red, white, and blue. It was not Buffalo Bills, nor was it New England Patriots. But It was was the wrong (laughs) colors. And when I asked you to take it off, you should have taken it off, let your pants fall to the ground, and deal with it because the Jets would have won if you wouldn't have worn them. I have no comments at all. But what you just said. We don't have to talk about your pants falling on the ground, but you could have held them up with your hands. I could have. For the whole day. Or find a string or something. Anything. Anyway. All right. Anybody out there listening, just realize that the reason the Jets lost the last game of the season is because I was wearing a belt that had Buffalo Bills colors. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Put it on me. I'm the one that keeps the. Jets out of the playoffs. Not the fact that Brandon Marshall threw a lateral against the Eagles <laughs> at the end of the first half for no apparent reason. Has nothing to do with that kind of play. 
No, that was that was just completely weird and <laughs> awesome and hilarious at the same yes. time. But um, yeah, I think that's probably going to do it for this. Episode. Right. This was a fun one. I love talking about history and the New York Jets, and this obviously isn't that far back. It's far back enough to where I can remember it, so it's probably <laughs> not that far back. But I appreciate you all listening. If you have made it this far, if you wanted to listen to Brett Favre and all that talk about the New York Jets, then I appreciate it. And please give us a little bit of a rating. We always appreciate that. Also, don't forget to go check out some of the other back row uh, podcasts that we have out there. There's all sorts of them. We do have the Patriots. Now that I'm (laughs) confirming that 100%, the Patriots are now on the back row Jets or the back row (laughs) Uh, network. They're not on the Jets show. That would be really weird. Although mm-hmm. we could probably do that a couple times if we get together with them. It would be kind of interesting to do yeah. that. Um, um, and then there's the, there's the Packers and there's a whole bunch of them. I don't have to name them all off. We have quite a few of them. Uh, I do want to mention the Raiders one because the guy that does the Raiders one is absolutely amazing. It is the network and we love the network. He is one of my favorite guys to talk to when it comes to fantasy football or even football in general. He's a cool guy. Um, so go check out the Raiders one if you are interested at all in the Raiders. Uh, don't forget to check out Fantasy Fuel if you're into fantasy football because that's me and John Eddie Jr. doing fantasy football as well. Um, and there's also the Back Row Fantasy Show as well if you want to go check that out. They're really good as well. All right. I think that's going to do it. Do not. Uh, you had something to say? I heard you say something. Oh, no, no. I I was chuckling. I'll let you know in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that's it. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.